0: Hey guys, it's here, and you're listening to Brad and Avery Hour. Hey, what's going on? This is Master T coming your way, and is there an hour you need to lock into? Yes, it's the Brad and Avery Hour, the only hour you need to lock into.
1: Man, we had a big day on Sunday for my boy. My boy, Tiger, was the reason I watch golf. One of the greatest golfers of our time, if not the greatest of our time. Um, Mr. Tiger Woods finally getting the monkey off the back and winning the Masters for the first time since 2003, 2005. And to sorry, 2005. I'm thinking of, I, I had another thought in my head at the same time. Oh, 05. It was really cool. See, it was super cool to me when I seen Tiger go hug his son, and then when they flash back to Tiger hugging his dad at his very first Masters tournament. Uh, just incredible stuff so good on tiger tiger is back baby um after three consecutive years of back surgery pain all the stuff going on with tiger finally he's healthy at 43 years old yes um this guy still looks poisoned ready to go another 10 years if he could
2: he possibly could if the body holds up We'll see. And the second oldest winner of the, uh, to win a major tournament, only behind Jack Nicholas who won at 46, 46 years old. 46, right. And Tiger's the kind of guy where he won't end his career on his terms. Even though it was a time where he didn't know if he'd be able to really function again as a golfer. Yeah. He came back, took that tr- real time off to come back, heal up. And here's the thing. I, I find this win of Tiger's much more impressive this year than when he won in his prime. Because he came in again, right. the back surgeries, all the
1: issues. Yeah. And he a came a lot of adversity in, overcome, yeah. And
2: he came into a whole different generation of golf. 100%. He came in against the Xander Shawlees, the Rory McIlroy's, Dustin Johnsons, the Brooke Kepkas yep. and won. Yep. He had these guys shook in the fourth round going into the sixteenth hole.
1: You know, to see was it both the leaders, was it hole? I can't remember exactly what hole it was, thirteen or fourteen. Uh, both the leaders ahead of him double bogeyed mm-hmm. and he lands on the green and nails a birdie uh, same hole it just goes to show the poise and the the um, the veteran leadership and the veteran status of Tiger Woods having golfed at that course so many times well, probably knowing it for, like the back of his hand weather obviously playing a, ma- a major part Sunday everybody pushed up a bit um, but Tiger didn't seem phased at all and uh, some, an unbelievable tournament. Uh, lots of tears shed. I had goosebumps. Mm-hmm. I watched. I think I watched it over and over again after uh, the first couple hours. Just just incredible stuff.
2: If the reason why I'm wearing red today, I'm wearing red in honor of Eldrick. That's the reason why I got the red
1: shirt, shirt and the red blazer on. Eldrick, there you go. Pulling out there. Pulling out the Eldrick there. I like that, yeah.
2: Yes, sir. And now, you know what people And now? It's, it's funny seeing the people who are now saying, oh, Tiger would never win a, a tournament again, who are now Praising the man, yeah. He, you know what? He yeah. might win another major again. Yeah. Because y- you
1: know what? <laughs> uh, is it safe? Is it fair to say? I think he's got at least three in him. Is that too much? I think so. I I, I, I do I think, think he for does. me at 43 years old, this guy's got so much to prove. Really, not hypothetically taking three years off, but three years having been wasted due to injuries, setbacks, all this stuff. I think he could easily play another three years if not more if the body holds up and allows it to happen no of course uh, I, I think tiger could surpass uh, mr nicholas if sure. possible
2: and golf yeah. is the one sport where you see guys like golf is the one North american sport where guys can play longer into their late 40s their 50s uh, davis love won a tournament last year 51 years old
1: yeah yeah it's very very uncommon we see barry on i know barry in his second life used to be a legendary golfer for what he keeps telling me so in what life was that uh, <laughs> so this is a it's a great time to have him on. He used to he used to hit holes in ones all the time, birdies. Uh he even in won mini a golf? Ma- he even won a masters title at minigo. Yeah. On on the <laughs> PS four? Yeah yeah. <laughs> he, he just jumped in, he's like, what in the world is going on? Barry <laughs> we're just congratulating Tiger Woods on a masterful masters tournament. Uh one of the greatest golfers of all time now, Avery Let's move on and talk um, some Manny chill. Mm-hmm. Um, some shocking revelations this week. Um, let's start with the obvious yes. and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I'm in complete and utter disbelief. This is a team that dominated throughout the year. And I mean dominated. They, did. they finished 30 points ahead of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. And here they are on the ropes, down 3-0 to this same Columbus team. Yeah, well, what in the world was going on?
2: Well, this is the great example of the fact that they don't play games on paper. Or if they did, this would have been over in two games. A hundred percent. But hey, that's the thing, the the curse of the President's Trophy. Teams who win that trophy, the best teams in the league do not always go past the first round. Yeah. We've seen it before the Detroit game eliminated in multiple years in the 2000s. Right. right. Remember, I remember when the wings got swept to the Ducks in 3 as with the President's Trophy. And then losing in 60 or losing no six. Right. I think some teams, I don't want to say get to their head, but I do think some teams over overvalue being that top seed in the whole entire league. And right now, Columbus does a hungry clip right now. The Blue Jackets are hungry right now and want it more
1: than Tampa. Why do you think there's a curse behind the President's Trophy? We see in a year in and year out. The best team in the NHL throughout the regular season all of a sudden gets to the playoffs and it's like they hit a wall.
2: I still think that, that President Trophy gives teams a false sense of security. That they can go into a series and play the way they've been playing the rest of the season and find a way to get it done. Like I said, Columbus came in as a team who was on the bubble. They want to prove that they're not going to go out and lose in four or five games like they always do. Right. I mean, this is the first time in franchise history, Brad. Like, Columbus has won three games in a playoff series. First time ever. And
1: do we... Is it fair to say, let's not blink yet? No, we, it's fair. We, we've seen them up 2-0 against Washington last year. Mm-hmm. Washington comes back. They ultimately go on and win the Stanley Cup. Right. Now, look, 3-0 is a different ball game. It's a different hill to climb. But if anybody's going to do it, the Tampa Bay Lightning are the team to do it.
2: Yeah, they probably want of there the best There's
1: so much firepower there. Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stankos, Andre Pallat. Now, that's my other question. I, I want to stay on tapping here for a minute because it's so baffling, is where is the big guns? Steven Stankos is cu- quiet. Yeah. Kucherov is quiet. And Vasilevsky is not the Vasilevsky we've seen all year. No, he's struggled so far in his postseason. And like John Cooper
2: said it himself, it's a five-alarm fire right now. John Cooper knows it's not a good look for this franchise to have their backs against the wall. 3-0 to Columbus. But if there's any team, like you said, if there's any team that can come back from being down 0 three, would put money on Tampa Bay at least at least forcing game seven if they can, but it's a mighty but you gotta you have to you gotta win one game first. You gotta win game four first, you have to five, six, and seven.
1: And they say the four is the toughest, always. Um i want to switch to Columbus just for a second here. This is a team that I've been impressed with. but I, but I was impressed with all year. Panarin. They go out and they add Ryan Dezingle, who's very under, um, under-evaluated, I believe. Dezingle's a great hockey player. Just wasn't, I don't think, in the right mix in Ottawa. So it's time for him to move on. Yes, the tire fire in Ottawa moved on. Matt Duchesne has found a second win and and, and now has joined forces in Columbus and, mm-hmm. and has seemed to found a spark. Goalie Bob Sergey Bobrovsky, is has found a second wind in goal. We, we've seen them want to yank him early in the first, and that's early in game one. And that's one of the best moves I think John Tortorella could have ever did mm. was keep Babowski in because that shows confidence in a goaltender. You're right, that though. shows confidence in him directly, and that shows your team, look, I'm not ready and willing to give up on this hockey team.
2: No, I agree with that
1: entirely. Um, so for me, if this series ends tomorrow... It's a four-game sweep. It's uh, You're saying that sounds incredible. (laughs) uh, That's what I'm saying. It blows my mind. So you look, you're either going to take on Toronto or Boston. Yes, you will. By the grace of God, can Columbus come out of the East as Eastern Conference champions if they slay the beast in Tampa Bay?
2: that will be a tough task because if you do get past you do get past Toronto or Boston you, got, you, you have either the Capitals or the Hurricanes yeah. and yeah. Washington is a team once again I want to just run you over and get back to cup, the Cup Finals we're going to go through a, Car- our, a Carolina team who's just been the epitome of hard work paying off it will grind you down for a whole series. Yeah. In, I know that you know, they're on the verge of winning game three right now at home.
1: And for me, I think, look, the Hurricanes' time is going to come. Even if they get knocked out here, this is still a win, I believe, for the Hurricanes franchise because of what they endured and what they've been through. They haven't won a, a series since 06, you know, really, when they won the cup against the Oilers, mm-hmm. right? So to see the youthfulness and, and, and this team come back and to be where they are... And they, they were matched, and they were in tough against Ovechkin,
0: yes, they um, were this
1: series. So, you know, it's going to be a hard-fought series. I, I say six. I'd like to see it go seven. Um, I guess we'll see on that end. Now, the other surprise to me, Avery, is the New York Islanders and how easily they're handling the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm-hmm. The Pittsburgh Penguins right now look like boys. Sidney Crosby doesn't look like Sidney Crosby. Matt Murray doesn't look like Matt Murray. And Evgeny Malkin does not look like Evgeny Malkin. What is wrong with the Penguins? So
2: it's, and to me, it's not really what's wrong with the Penguins. It's just that the Islanders right now, what's wrong with the Islanders? And Jordan Eberle has found his groove. <laughs> that's Peter Shirley. That's the guys woken up yeah. in this postseason. I think I think it's just the new blood has found a way to take down the old guard. And they've been a masterful job of doing that so far in the series. you got to credit Robin Leonard to going to the next level in net yeah, for the Islanders as well in this series,
1: Brad. 100%. And you look at the youthfulness in Beauvilliers. Um, Matt Barzell, uh, the, the, the quote-unquote veterans on this team, the, the Josh Baileys, the cloud cornerbacks, stepping up and really taking aim at the series. And that's another team on the ropes. There's a picture of Penguins. I'll tell you right now, I had the Islanders winning this series but I didn't see a four-game sweep. I had five, maybe six. Mm-hmm. I didn't have it seven. But I had the Islanders winning, but it's not handily like that. And, of course, I want to talk, because I see him on here. Uh, I see my boy pass on. He's a big Sharks fan, diehard Sharks fan. And now the Sharks are all of a sudden down 2-1. They lost Joe Thornton yes. now uh, for tomorrow night's game. Um, Joe Pavelski's banged up. Eric Carlson has seemed to come around a little bit now. Martin Jones... As always, to me, been hit and miss. But you love the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. And I really seen it last night. Mark Stone, to me, fits incredibly Absolutely in this right. Vegas Golden yeah. Knights team. And let's not forget, Patrick let's not forget Staston. This That line with Mark Stone, oh my, that's one <laughs> of the best lines right now in hockey.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like Once again, you're seeing teams, one thing Jargal Lanz and that Vegas team has done all postseason long, going back to last year, is pressing once a period starts. They're the most dangerous team in the league in the opening minute of any period. They scored three times in the first minute of that game against San Jose. It's amazing to me a team's not figured out the fact that Vegas loves to score within the first minute of a period. Teams yeah. have not figured that part out goal nights yet.
1: Yeah. Well let, let's not forget the goaltender. Mark Andre Forey is this mm. Mark Andre Forey. And uh, you know, do you remember back when the Golden Arts started, everybody thought, oh, Marc-Andre Fleury leaving Pittsburgh is not going to be the same goaltender.
2: Yep, he to was me, said, yeah. Mark
1: andre Fleury is the same, or if not better, in Vegas. And I, I think the reason being, Avery, is he's surrounded by so much youthfulness. It makes him young again. It makes him play harder. It makes him play for the team in front of him. And this is a great story to watch. I mean, only their second year in the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. And none the of birds are getting on the first round again.
2: Exactly. Like I said before in this podcast, I've said it a thousand times before, Vegas and all lose that much to have a 25-point slide. They didn't at, at, at the deadline. They bring in Mark
1: Stone. They and, added, really. Stone, yeah. they added Stasny in the offseason. Mm-hmm. They didn't really lose.
2: No. And right now, you're watching them with the sound of these Sharks on the ropes. And to me, honestly, Brad, once again, Vegas is the most dangerous team to watch in Western Conference right now.
1: I, I completely, completely agree with you. I I think this is a team to come out of the West. Um, I, you know, I, I agreed with you on that side. I, now, I mean, what's Seattle going to... Seattle's kind of sitting there chuckling like, we're going to do what they're going to... Well, it's not going to be the same. It should wh- be the when same, they, When they get to Seattle. It shouldn't... So
2: I just hate the fact that because these GMs are gonna say, "Oh no, Vegas got good quickly. We can't let Seattle do that as well too. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Wouldn't you want every team to a chance to be good early? I just hate this mentality to the mentality that team teams gotta struggle. I hate that. It. It's so stupid."
1: Yeah, I, I know. I, I, hear you. Now, uh, um, well, there was one other. I wanted to talk. Oh, uh, I wanted to talk. Of course, the Leafs winning tonight, up two-one now mm-hmm. in the series. And then obviously we'll cover Canadian teams. Uh, Winnipeg over St. Louis, uh, still down 2-1. That's although um, well, they had a tremendous game in the road. Um, la- last night against Jordan Bimmington. Uh first time in Bimington's career, he's given up four or more goals yeah, on. He's struggling in that game. He's he's human now. Winnipeg knows that. And to me, Avery, is this a start or something where Winnipeg turns it on?
2: I think possibly because that's a team that still has Patrick Line. A, I still have Mark Shifley, Nick Eilers. Winnipeg is a dangerous team, no matter who's on. Like that. that's one of the deepest teams in the league right now. And I think, to be honest, Brad, I think Patrick Line being, I think Line has been lost so far in this postseason. I, I He's agree. He's been with, the, the yeah. forgotten man in this postseason. And he really shouldn't be.
1: No, but I, I think that that's good for him, though. It, it. Everybody's got their eyes on him. Who's that leave open? Blake Wheeler, Mike Scheifele, you know Kyle Connor, who mm-hmm. had a tremendous game three. Um, you know, it puts your puts eyes on those guys and shifts focus. Um, you look at, you know, Hellbuck. Hellbuck had a bounce back, tremendous game in Game Three, and and I think it was a the game they needed. Hellbuck hasn't been good at all in the last in the first two games, uh, so it's good to good to see him bounce back now. I just, I don't think Winnipeg. Look, I love Winnipeg. And I think they deserve to move on. But the St. Louis Blues, to me, look awesome.
2: They do. You know, the Blues are a strong team. And right this man. is
1: a team that can upset the West. Now,
2: you know, I know our board Jamie Rivers would probably be doing bad backs if we say they're going to win the Cup. But I don't, think, I don't think they win the Cup, though, but they're going to be a team that will, I think, surprise Nashville. I have them play Nashville next round, though, yeah, but I yeah. think they'll give Nashville a bigger fight than I originally thought they would in that second round series. And, and look, get through.
1: I, let's not count out Dallas. no. Um, the Sagans, the Bens, Miko Heiskanen, of course, on the back end, and and of course one one of the better goalies all year, uh, Ben Bishop. Mm-hmm. You know, is uh, I just yeah, I love Nashville. and Nashville has been there, of course. PK Subban always our, our boy PK, uh, but but the Dallas Stars to me also could be silent in Denver.
2: No, they truly. And I, 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 I also, you mentioned you mentioned, you mentioned uh, Jason, I uh, mentioned um, Sagan and Jason Spence, a guy who's been there, done that in the NHL. He's a guy, Those are the kind of guys you want to have around your rosters. The Jason yep. Spetzas, Justin Williams, the guys who know how to win in the postseason. I think he's someone we got to watch as well in Dallas.
1: Also, I want to update everybody. We do have a guest in studio live at 830. Um, so if you see somebody walk in, don't be alarmed. We're not being kidnapped or anything. It's, <laughs> it's, it's part of the show. Um, well, I want to take a minute real, real quick to uh, give a shout-out, as always, to our sponsors in the back there, Howie's. Starlight Casino, and of course we gotta thank our boy Hider and travel gurus uh, for always holding us down. Thank you guys so so much, Shaq Raymar, the team. Thank you guys, we appreciate you. Um, we couldn't be here without you guys, so thank you. I can't believe uh, next week is episode 50. Yes you? sir. Um, man, that's that's incredible stuff. Uh, some big stuff coming forward for us, and uh, this summer is going to be a good one for. Uh, the Brad nabry Hour, for sure. That's right.
2: You mentioned the uh, Toronto-Boston series. Mm. I
1: know there was a whole...
2: I, I, put, I On Twitter, I said it was a bar fight of a series <laughs> after what happened yeah. in Boston. You saw the... Uh, uh, it came down l- earlier today. Nelson the cadre has been suspended for three to five games. But, to make, I'll make it brief, suspended the rest of the first round series against Boston for his yeah. cross-check to the face of Jake DeBrusque. If you didn't see what happened, um, there was a hit where DeBrusque... Hit Patrick Marlowe into one of the stanchions there, and it was an issue in which that game in Boston was very chippy. Uh, DeBrusque need need another yeah, Kadri. Some thought it was intentional. Some said it was a, an accident. Either way, intentional or not, Kadri was mad. Came back at Jake DeBrusque and crushed him right in the face towards the end of the game. Now, Brad, my thing is that with that kind of stuff, if the officials just did their job and either Put the brusque and Kadri in the box, we'll get them both a the game misconduct. We avoid this. We avoid this if it just happened earlier. Yeah. Oh,
1: yes and no. Kadri has a history, and this is and this played a part in this. It's Kadri's history. It happened in the playoffs last year, and quite frankly, Avery, it cost the Maple Leafs last year. Right. It heavily cost them, and I think. It will cost them again this year. Now, look. Blatant or not, with the with the need of Jake, I agree, maybe a five, maybe a match. Maybe a fine even. That's fine. I don't think he's suspended. That's It's a dirty play, yes. Well, why not? Was, was there intent behind it? No. I don't believe there was intent behind it. Now, if you go back and watch, there's clearly, clearly a motive behind Nazem Kadri's cross-check to Jake DeBrus' throat and in the upper head region, clearly a cross-check. This is a great move by the NHL to set an example. I don't care who you are, set an example for the NHL that this is not tolerated. I don't care if it's a Game 1 or Game 90, i.e. in the playoffs. I don't care. Something needs to be done. This is the sixth time in, what, 18 months? that Nam's categories face discipline airy, whether hearings fines suspensions whatever it may be he's a repeat offender I mean something and and the league the league made an example
2: no I agree. I, I do agree with Nazim, yes he did, did, the, did the suspension but like I said Jake should have too so the league should have said just to appease both franchises all right Nelson getting this you' gone the rest of the series and Jake
1: you're gone for a game as well so would have been okay. I I don't know if our boy Louie would agree with that, but uh, okay, I'll take that. But the rest of the series, look, good on the NHL. Good on the NHL. If this was a game, I think there'd be more uprise or maybe a little more mutter but three to five to me is good. And look, if the Leafs can hang on without Nazem Kadri, he's back for round two, and none of this is talked about and he's moved on. But if the Leafs lose this series, everything will be pointed to that. Because we, we know how the media is, especially in Toronto. Everything and all the scrutiny is going to go on Nazem Kadri in the game two hit on Drake DeBros. That cost him the series.
2: But here's my thing, too, with that. I'll say this, though. Why, why did three to five? Why not just say five games? Why do we need to yeah. get a potential series less? Yeah. Like, I think just straight up just say five. And, have, and if the series ends early, okay, then it carries over and he misses the first game of
1: 2019-2020. Right, I completely agree. Five games, let's say five games, let's say three games the series is over, or four games even.
2: And then one game uh, carries over. One
1: game carries over next year. I completely agree with that and I'd be completely 100% okay with that. To me, the league, like I said, made the right decision and the right call with this play. Now, Joe Thornton, also suspended. So it doesn't matter. Again, we're talking about a veteran here. It's been around the game a long time. Nikita Kucherov. Now, in your eyes, what do you think of the Kucherov hit?
2: The Kucherov hit, to me, was very dangerous for the fact that you have a player in a defensive position on his knees. Hi, yes, on his knees. A player, if you're in Kucherov, you've got to pull up.
1: I, I completely agree. Because didn't...
2: the only place where you're going to hit him is in his head there's no, it's not possible giving his shoulder. It's impossible when players are giving it in his shoulder anywhere else. Yeah. The only place you can target is the head. Kucherov didn't pull up, and to me, that should have been two or three games because
1: that is a blatant shot with no other option to go but the head. Yeah, yeah. I, and uh, to me, like, I don't know really what Kucherov was thinking there. To me, you have to hold up. I don't care if you see a player's. As soon as you play, see a player's numbers, you got to pull. I don't care if you're going full speed. You, you can slow it down. Maybe you know, put a put a shoulder into it or elbow, not your full body, and that's what happened. And, and it was just ugly, ugly play.
2: And the thing is, to me, is like, players, it's just hitting, hitting someone from, from behind when they're standing up is absolutely it's a bad play. It's horrible. Yep. But to to an extent, your shoulders and neck can take some of the impact. When you had that hit, when you had that hit with Kucherov. It was just just a pure head hitting the boards, head hitting the glass. Right. Which to me, that could have broken his neck.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I, hundred percent. I I couldn't disagree with you, because you're you're bang on the money there. It's, it's a dangerous dangerous play. And uh, it, it really it's uncalled for, regardless of in the playoffs. Like I said, playoffs mm-hmm. or game one, those are the plays you've got to get out of the game. Those are the players that don't deserve to be in hockey. I don't care what you're trying to do. To me, that is a blatant attempt to injure. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care who you are. I don't care if that was Connor McDavid laying the hit. No,
2: of I course, would I spend agree with that. Connor
1: McDavid as well. As he should be. So I don't care if it's my own guy. That's an absolutely unnecessary play. But what still
2: burns me, what's I still get to the NHL still is going out with darts, their eyes closed, and throwing in a dartboard, board, how many games gonna suspend the player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, we need an actual system of, okay, first time this is one, second time three, third fifth. We can't just have random numbers. Okay, you get hey. two, you get three, you get one, you get five, you get a car, you get a car. Everybody gets a suspension.
1: Yeah. That's Oprah. I, I, yeah, it's not the Oprah show. Yeah, <laughs> no. And look, I'm I'm to the to the um, I think minority here. You get five suspensions, I don't care in a year, six months, whatever, you get five, I think you lay down the hammer. You give him 15 games, you give him 20 games, whatever it may be, set that example because the next guy in line won't get five suspensions or he'll think twice about doing a play. Yeah. Look
2: at the the NBA. If you get 16, in one season, if you get 16 technical fouls, you're gone for a game. Once you hit 16 tech, you're gone for a game. Yeah, doesn't matter who you yep. are. You saw what Russ He yep. got the 16 technical uh, before the season ended. Uh, yeah, and he missed last game of the year. That's right. The 16 tech.
1: I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was like, what in the world was going on? But it yeah, should yeah. be, yeah.
2: There should be a, it should be a certain point where you hit this amount, you're gone for a certain amount, and that should be the standard. Shouldn't just not be a random number that's arbitrarily thrown towards a player.
1: No, it's it shouldn't be a game of darts. It should be a. It should be a. a uh, That's what it
2: is, really. For sure. Because how do you just go from five to one to six to three to? No one understands the logic of George Perros. No one gets it.
1: George Perros doesn't understand George Perros.
2: Wow, that's a. You calling him out?
1: That's George. I'm calling you, man. Um. I see.
2: Oh, we have uh, someone who agrees. My auntie, my mom's sister. Um, and he totally agrees with to us on our on our take on suspensions.
1: Thanks, Auntie Lewis. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> appreciate the support and, uh, and chatting in. Thank you.
2: What? And she's in New Brunswick. Watching from, from in Fredericton.
1: Oh. Yes. So it's late for her too. Look at that Look, dedication. Really late,
2: watching the show in New <laughs> <Yeah>. Brunswick. <laughs> dedication,
1: dedication. I like that. Um, what do you want to go to next? I, I guess. Sorry, if, if you see me looking down, I'm communicating with our guests here. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my Our guest is about uh, five or so away. Uh, if you don't know, I, I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory here. on uh, Mr. Vic Michaels, and then uh, we'll, we'll catch up on one more thing um, b- for those that are just tuning in. Vic is a, a longtime friend of mine. He's one of my best friends. We've grown up together. Um, he was the co-host uh, Broadcast sports back in That's the day. Correct. Did uh, did over a hundred episodes together. Uh, just an incredible human being. Um, you know, grew up. Uh, of course, became really good friends with Avery as well. The the circle is tight. But but Vic Michaels had the opportunity for four years in a row to attend the Holy Grail of Holy Grails, the wrestling or the sports entertainment event of the year, the Masters to wrestling fans, the (laughs) Church on Sundays to Catholics Wrestlemania for four years in a row. Yes, Um, He attended that in New York City, he'll tell you all about that, froze his butt off, he said, but an incredible experience. Um, We're going to ask him about his uh, New York subway experience, his, his commute from New York to New Jersey every day to get to Mania, and just the atmosphere and experience. And next year, I, I'm i going to go out on a wave right now. I, I know Hyder's not watching, but we're going to put Hyder on notice right now. Hyder, our boy from Travel Gurus, our main sponsor. I think the Brad Avery Hour next year, we need to be live from WrestleMania 30 seven what was, in tampa Bay. I see 36. oh i'm sorry i gotta come on what's my number did two. you go oh, okay. to school i can do 36 no. and 37 give me both i can do 36 and 37. i can do 38 39 40. If well i'm just,
2: glad you know the count <laughs> now you're off by a year on not 37. it's all
1: good i'm always off by a year i think my wife's 21 but when really she's uh, then i'm off a few years so that's so okay. how old are you i wasn't very good at math when are you born brad 93. Last year, Montreal won the Stanley Cup. Well, you know that much. I'm proud of you. I was I was born in sports. Like, I came out and, like, sports was everywhere. So, I, of course, I know I was born on the year. Doctor
2: and no one called a doctor? I was born, no, I was born was on the year. No one was concerned by the You were born and first football
1: came out? Oh, I my was gosh. Born, I was born the I didn't be concerned that year. happened. I was born. Hey, Blue Jay fans, you can thank me. I was born the same year. Joe Carter hit the walk-off homer to the Blue well, Jays so end and win the World Series. Now born You're, welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Your boy. You're welcome. And that's all that. Look, since then they've won nothing. What are we doing? They so can blame you too for being born. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh. Shots fired. Wait a sec. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I, I've tried. Um, you want to talk about one more thing before Vic Michaels jumps in here? Ah, uh, yes. Raptors.
2: As, as per tradition in the NBA postseason,
1: the Toronto Raptors lose game one of a series. What are they now two and? Correct me, the record two and twenty or something That's in wrong. game one.
2: about two and fifteen all time in game ones, which is a horrific record. Just in yeah. the first in first rounds of any series, and it was a game in which he lost one twelve to one hundred nine. DJ Augustine with the game winning jump, game winning three ball. Yeah. And that was a game in which I like to play of Marcus All and Kawhi, but I don't. Kyle Lowry just, for some reason, the postseason and Kyle Lowry, they go together like toothpaste and orange juice. It just doesn't work.
1: It doesn't work. No. That's a bad combination. Same with. Doesn't work. It Doesn't Whoa, work. Whoa! Oh, there he is.
0: <laughs> this episode sponsored by Freshy. Vic Michaels looking at me. He, he was
1: just. He was Not te- official. This guy was texting me. Look. This guy was texting me or the group. He was eating Harvey's yeah. before on theory. What does that do yeah, what when you go on your series? body? Isn't that a little counterproductive when you go to the
0: gym? It's a terrible idea. That's what it So why'd you do that? I wasn't thinking, <laughs> No, you
2: texted me, you were gonna puke in the treadmill.
0: Yeah, I almost did. Wow. <laughs> terrible idea. So I d I wasn't gonna eat Harvey's for lunch. But it was driving past. He was so right give dead. this
1: man a chair so we can pull up here. I'll give you a chair. A chair
0: shot?
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, EC-Dub. Uh, ec AEW. A-E-Dub. 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 <laughs> NXT.
2: <laughs> Hang on. <man. laughs> <NXT. laughs> on Let's sit, sit, sit
1: in the middle. A little bit softer than that. That's a little bit hard. I would say something there, but
0: I won't We're home of the show. Excuse us. Keep PG, all right? Before Shaq kills you. there. I'll go over there. Regular.
1: Holding up the show, guys. This is unprofessional. Right, hey, yeah. Why are you holding it up, man? Why are you holding it up? Oh. So, again, <laughs> as we, we in I intro momentarily, moments ago, gave a little background on this guy. Vic Michaels is back, episode 49, the Brad and Abraham. We were just telling the people it's now, correct me if I'm wrong, their fourth consecutive year to WrestleMania. There's a number three. Thing. Number
0: four. Number, Number four. four. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What said? Four horsemen. You, you <laughs> you, well, there's only three of us here, but um, what? It was in New York City. The the well, big New Apple, Jersey. Or, Well, New York, New Jersey. And we're gonna talk about that. Talk about your commute because it was in New York, but not really. Everything was so spread out and so out of place that you had to jump on a train. To go to Jersey Like a yep. real New York yep. WrestleMania.
0: Before I get into that, I swear to God, a guy that was also <laughs> at Orange Theory with me walked into this building at the exact same time. We made eye contact as mm-hmm. in like which one is following which. <laughs> he went into the casino, I came here. Just wanted to throw Whoa, that out there. Wow. Weird situation. Like, Orange Theory, downtown, okay? Like, we both came to West Hampton Mall (laughs) in the exact same door at the exact same time. What are the odds of that? He
1: wanted to go 21 on black. I don't know.
0: That's That's crazy. (laughs) That is strange. Anyways, back to WrestleMania. uh, My fourth trip to WrestleMania, the grandest stage of them all, the showcase of the Immortals. Um, It was, yeah, like you're saying, it was in New York this year, New York, New Jersey, which. They, they play it as it being in New York, but technically MetLife Stadium being in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Weird location. First of all, I've never been to the stadium before, um, but kind of a strange location for the uh, New York Jets, New York Giants.
2: Yep, that's right. They
0: have a great infrastructure there as far as the train system, but giant pain in the ass getting there from <laughs> Times Square. Probably about an hour, hour and 15 minute train ride. Jeez. Each way. Uh, to get to the stadium, so yeah, kind of an interesting place, I guess. When when they built it, I, they, I'm, I'm assuming they they built it mainly for for space that they had out there. I think so, so yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, but I'm with assuming. that said, um, yeah, this year in New York, kind of a strange uh, strange setup. We had Barclays Center was the host to NXT on hmm. Friday night. Then you had the Hall of Fame Saturday night, I believe, also in Barclays Center. Sunday, Wrestlemania out in Jersey, and then the whole weekend you had Access going on. Again, get this, the Brooklyn Ferry Cruise Terminal. (laughs) Really? Which was far (laughs) south, (laughs) southwest, so you had MetLife Stadium over here, Mm -hmm. you had Barclays Center over here, and then you had Access way down here, so kind of a weird, uh, like it was an hour from Times Square to Access, and an hour from Times Square to MetLife and about half an hour from Times Square to Barclays. So, very spread out. Like, uh, I know I was in New Orleans last year and uh, I think Smoothie King Center, I think it's the Smoothie King yeah, Center. Yeah, Smoothie King Center in New Orleans. Um, right next to Mercedes-Benz Stadium so you you basically see each other. So that was awesome. And then um, the New Orleans Convention Center was right downtown too. So everything is walking distance.
1: So, so for those who've never been or for those who think we're crazy for going to wrestling events or whatever, <laughs> What would you compare this experience to? I mean, what is the weekend like for you when you get off the plane or the train and you enter the weekend that is WrestleMania? Because you go from Thursday to Tuesday normally. So what's that weekend like for you, leading up to Sunday and then after?
0: Yeah, well, uh, it starts off with a three-hour plane delay in Toronto. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. Um, (laughs) Not every time, but this time specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so usually we get in Thursday night, Thursday night, Um, In the past, has been Hall of Fame, I believe, one of the times. Um, The rest of the times, usually it's Friday. This weekend, it was Saturday, because NXT was originally Mm -hmm. scheduled for Saturday. But because of the Ring of Honor show at Madison Square Garden, WWE didn't want to go head-to-head with them, so they pushed NXT to Friday, which was a smart move on their part. Absolutely. So, yeah, usually you get in. Friday is generally Hall of Fame, which is... um, it's one of the most boring things ever in the world to go to but it is a cool spectacle to watch. Obviously you get a lot of lay Especially legends.
1: for your first time you go yeah, you wanna soak it if, all up. Yeah, if you're a wrestling that's fan a you bit. gotta
0: go. Of course um, you do. I am a wrestling fan but I also, you know, enjoy entertainment and that's it's not very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like three, four or five hours listening to people talk. But, yeah, like I said, I, I digress. Um, you can go see this year, the headliner was DX making it into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Which so is that would pretty be cool. cool. Yeah, Hart Foundation, mm-hmm. Bruce the Barber Beefcake. Uh, Harlem Heat is the one. Harlem well, Heat, Torrey Wilson. So, so, cool event. Um, so, anyways, usually that is on the Friday. Saturday is an NXT event, usually NXT Takeover. Uh, and those usually steal the weekend. Those are the show of the yeah. weekend by mm. far. Uh, it's a three hour show. And if you're a fan of wrestling, if you're a fan of NXT, I can't recommend going nxt takeover enough it is an unreal event the matches are insane i have never been disappointed this year main event uh johnny gargano versus uh, adam cole which is a great two out of three falls mm. match johnny yeah, gargano was. obviously the full year storyline which what should have been beating tomaso champa obviously injured with a neck injury uh beat adam cole to uh, win the title so that's usually the saturday nxt and then sunday is wrestlemania uh, you know, you better you better be ready for Wrestlemania because it usually starts at 4 o'clock. <laughs> and this year we got out at 12.30 Jeez. past midnight. So it's, wow. it's about a six, seven hour day. So definitely, you know, come prepared. Eat a good meal before it starts. Uh, because once you're in there, you're not leaving for the rest of the day. And then of course, uh, Monday night is usually raw. Mm. And then if you stay Tuesday, Tuesday Smackdown as well. Exactly. So it's, it's, you know, four or five days of all wrestling.
2: And and usually with WrestleMania, you know, the first match is usually like, you know, a battle royal or some other smaller match. What are your (laughs) thoughts on the first match of the night being Lesnar against Rollins for a change of pace?
0: Yeah, I was surprised. I've heard rumors of there being some heat backstage. Lesnar not happy with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. It's probably a work, but the rumor is um, Lesnar said if he's not going on last, he's going on first. So he could get the hell out of there as quick as he could.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Whether that's true or not, who knows? I think it's a good idea you get the crowd into it right off the bat. You have a meaningful match. Uh, I think it takes a little bit away from the universal title. You know, they did it a couple of years ago with the Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE mm-hmm. yeah. title. Yeah. You shouldn't have your most prestigious belt being in the opening match, I don't think. I did, yeah. Which was I weird, but yeah, it was. I do agree with having the match on first. It was a good way to get the crowd into it right off the bat. Um the result, I think we all expected Seth Rollins to win yeah. that match, yeah. which was awesome. It's finally good to see Lesnar, hopefully, uh, finally be gone for a while. I think we're all kind of sick of him. But uh, as for Mania itself, it's it's way too long. You could probably cut three, four matches out easily. Oh, of course. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, you know, cool match. Didn't need to be there.
1: It was good for Roman, right? It was good Roman, for Roman, Roman but, like, back. you
0: could save that match for for the night after in Raw or yeah, Exactly, whatever. you could. Um... Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. I know you want to defend all your belts on the card, but mm-hmm. like it was a squash match, pointless. Um, quick too. Super quick. Yeah. Battle royals are they're just gimmicky and they're kind of stupid. Like and they, many of them make no sense. They mean nothing. The whole SNL cast with Braun was it, it's almost insulting <laughs> to you know wrestling. <laughs> to Braun, yeah, <laughs> it makes no sense. And the, of course the men get a battle royal, so of course the women got to get one too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just a waste of time. You could put that time into, you know, other matches.
1: What's your take on this whole Lesnar thing? I I watched a twenty, was it a WWE twenty four? I forget what pay per view it was, but after Lesnar won the title, he went back and threw the belt at Vince, and stormed. I don't know if you've seen it. Threw the belt at Vince. Vince and him exchanged words, and he stormed off of Paul Heyman. Now. Is this the end of Brock in the WWE, and he moves to the UFC, and we see more of a mainstay, Seth, Roman, kind of maintain the belt on a Monday night on a regular basis, or do we see Brock come back as after he's done the whole UFC gimmick? Uh,
0: well, the, the talk of the town is obviously Daniel Cormier versus Brock Lesnar. That's a match mm-hmm, yeah. they've been you know pumping for a while there's obviously some hoops to jump through I know Lesnar <laughs> has some issues with uh, Las Vegas State um, yeah whatever whether it's steroids or whatever the case may right. be um, so if those hoops get uh, get jumped through I think that match is probably going to happen sometime in the fall so I, I think Brock Lesnar's probably gone until at least then you might see maybe a pop-up appearance every once in a while mm-hmm. um, but it's run its course it's, it it's run too long yeah. the, you know it was unfortunate with the issue with with Roman because Lesnar would have been done then and then they brought him back almost as like a safety Um, so yeah I think they're going to run with the belt on Seth for a while probably Drew McIntyre is the guy to feud with him for the next at least couple of months I would think Um, so I don't think we see Brock probably until you know at least SummerSlam at the earliest which is a good thing Um, I'm kind of hoping he does go to the UFC just because it's a change of of scenery for him I think that's an entertaining match Cormier versus Lesnar Uh, I think we'll all be probably rooting for Cormier in that one, Um, so that'll be a good spectacle for UFC. You know Dana White wants it, they're desperate for stars right now. Um, So yeah, I think it's good that Lesnar's gone. It's a nice change of pace for, for him, for the fans, the UFC wins. Seth Rollins wins, and it'll be a nice change moving forward for sure.
2: Now, of course, and also two in this WrestleMania. Um, something we joked about. I, I mentioned to you in the chat. I mentioned to you in our, in our group chat. Make sure you know. Make sure you know where the exits are in case Kofi doesn't win. Because if Kofi yeah. did not win, it would yeah. be a full-blown riot at MetLife, and Kofi Kingston becomes the um, second Black WWE champion all time. And seeing Kofi Kingston after 11 years finally get a title that is the biggest belt in the company. It was great, it was awesome.
0: Get yeah, that. 100% the greatest moment of the night, being in the building, Kofi Kingston winning the WWE Championship. The play, the whole match, everybody was on their feet. Um, I was there with, with my girlfriend who isn't really a wrestling fan. It was mm-hmm. her first wrestling event and it was WrestleMania and even she was into it. She was on Kofi's side. <laughs> um, and when, when Kofi won, the place went crazy. So. That was 100% the greatest moment of the night. That made Wrestlemania, that made up for the, the eight hour show, it made up mm-hmm. for you know all the other crap that happened. Freezing um, your butt off. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cold. Mm-hmm. There was issues with the lights, a lot of people were blinded, they couldn't see. Can you
1: imagine screen. spending all that money going and being blinded by light, I, I'd be oh, Yeah,
0: like Randy Orton uh, tweeted out or whatever, did a post apologizing because it was him and AJ's match that the lights were on too high, um, so that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. But yeah, like I said, the Kofi match was amazing. If you haven't watched it, go back and watch that. Daniel Bryan, an amazing heel uh, going into that match and a great moment for, for the New Day, great moment for Kofi, he's been a company guy for 11 years nobody deserves it as much as him. Yeah, for and sure. Hopefully, yeah. you know, that can light a fire under some other guys, you know, that have been there a while. Like, you know, Zack Ryder's, who mm-hmm. obviously got the tag belts, which was big. Uh, I think, that, I can't remember, I think they got the tag long belts. Long time coming. for yeah, yeah, yeah. Long time uh, coming for those so teams, That's yeah. That's a cool moment. Kurt Hawkins, yeah. Yeah, so these long time mm-hmm. company guys, you know, Dolph is another one, yeah. um, Tyler Breeze, you know, these guys will hopefully get a shot. Um, but yeah, no, that was the moment of the night for sure. Kofi Kingston winning the belt, the main event, obviously historic moment, uh, triple threat for the women's title. Mm-hmm. It was cool to see. Wasn't Becky that Lynch.
1: cool to see women, uh, women main event?
0: Yeah, kind of cool, yeah. Becky Lynch won that, so that was huge.
1: I think we all kind of knew it was coming. Yeah. I think it's been this, you know, Becky's time. Um, now, what happens with Ronda Rousey moving forward? What do you do with? Do you feud still now with Becky? Do you? Does she, perhaps, do we see a change? I didn't watch her shake up today, but do we see a, do we see a, maybe a switch to SmackDown? Do we see a big superstar like that go, go over?
0: Yeah, well, uh, Rhonda broke her hand. Yeah, so she, she's out for a while She's anyway. gonna be out for a while. There you go. Uh, she's a broken hand, that's probably at least six months, She would About think. that, yeah. Um, the rumor was she was gonna take time off anyways, so that it was kinda convenient. There's also the other rumor that maybe she wants to start a family. Right. So that's going to take time. So I, I think she's going to take some time off, which I think is a good thing. You can have Becky carry the women's division, probably few you, Charlotte or yeah, whoever else. I'm not sure if you guys read into it. Also, there's a big issue with Sasha Banks right mm-hmm. now and Bailey. and Bailey. Apparently, Sasha Banks quit the WWE. She unfollowed them on social media. Started following Cody Rhodes, AEW. Whoa! And, um, Whoa! Apparently, Whoa. the word is WWE. I'm sorry, convinced her to stay. She's obviously still under contract, so she, right. can't, she can't leave even if she wanted to. Wow. Um, so she's apparently was livid that they took the belts off of her and Bailey, the tag team, women's tag team belts at Mania. Wow! Um, and that's why the next night on Raw, she wasn't there. So. Little animosity there, whether it's a work or not. It sounds real. It sounds legitimate. So uh, it could just be kind of Sasha being a little over dramatic. but At the same time, they haven't done anything with her.
2: No, they have not. Another report made by remember Gail Kim on former WWE Women's Champion Gail Kim, who's now in uh, Impact. She was on Twitter talking about how Vince only cares about three women right now. And, and that is um, Becky Lynch, Ronda, and um, Charlotte Flair. 100%. So you know, yeah, Charlotte, yeah. big grand thing. The rest of the roster is being yeah. ignored right now in yeah. the company.
1: Yeah. Well, and then Nia Jack now for a, a long time with uh, two ACL that's injuries. Huge. As well, that so. could, that's
0: huge. That's career-ending, possibly. Yeah. Those, like Well, Kevin Owens, I think, had the same injury. Took Turned whole, the women's division year, upside down. About a year mm-hmm. to come back. But I guess other than the big matches, obviously, Kofi, Lesnar, and the women, was there any matches that stuck out for you guys? I can't, like... I can't really. The Shane McMahon Look, w- moment was I, cool. I like
1: the Shane yeah. McMahon moment because of the high flying stuff. The, mm. the stuff that's out of the ordinary, the stuff you don't normally see, it kind of brings me back. It's not to the level, but it brings me back to Shades when The Undertaker threw McFoley off the gate. Now, it's not to that level, but it's the same, like, holy crap moment. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, for me, it was big to see Triple H and Dave Batista back Flair? in the ring. Um, Batista was retiring, obviously not the way he wanted to retire, I think he wanted to win, but of course it was the right way for the WWE because we knew Triple H wasn't stepping away, I don't think, anytime soon. No, of course so.
2: And he mentioned the Shane match, you know I think this has to absolutely set up a tag match at SummerSlam of Shane and Vince against The Miz and George. I think that I'd, would be the match of the night
0: against Big Man, <laughs> against Big John. Yes, that would be cool. <laughs> wow! Uh, I yeah. guess also uh, my favorite moment of the night, other than Kofi winning, was John Cena, Doctor of Thirteen. Right? That was, is
1: cool. Is that back for good? No, I think no. that's a one a time. Off?
0: That's kind of a you know a joke thing for yes. Mania. Um, yeah. But that was amazing. That was another big pop of the night, and you know John Cena coming back. Almost with a little attitude, a little, you know, Attitude Era-esque promo on Elias, which was amazing. And then
1: for me it was weird. The Undertaker back on Raw, but yeah, not Mania.
0: I didn't get that. That was strange. Right. Well, obviously was. you give the fans, Taker, who were there for the weekend, to give them that is cool, but like kind of a pointless kind of stupid. Nah,
2: I know. I, I still think that the Taker retirement should have happened when he fought Shane because it it made sense. The whole storyline was leaning into Shane beating Taker and finding what was being hidden. Mm. The fact that Taker won that didn't make sense.
0: That's what then Shane it, it became GM anyway. It
2: didn't make sense. That angle was still dumb. Oh, it yeah. should it, it should it should end right there and then for Taker. But
0: well, then you had Roman beat Taker too. Yeah. And then that means nothing. And then he comes back again. Yeah. Like it it didn't make any sense. No.
1: Yeah. Now one thing that wasn't at work, guys, and, and that really kind of got me, uh, because the WWE is more of a family, and that was the. Bret Hart incident at the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, some Maniac fan jumps in, tries to beat up Bret Hart. Yeah. And it, Travis Brown obviously Brandon right around. His husband jumps in, and drops Boy some elbows, And Boyce half the Smith, roster. Half the roster. <laughs> jump. Yeah. I don't know what that Maniac was thinking of what he's going to get away with or how he was going to get There was no way a, ra- a ring surrounded by WWE superstars and you're not getting away. And I think for me, this just showed. I think this is the last time the Hall of Fame is done in a ring, and it goes back to. A I think it was
0: the first time. They first did yeah, time. Yeah. First first and and last. Last. I don't yeah. know why they. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was yeah. mainly due to setup. They didn't want to yeah. reconfigure the stadium yeah. because they had a show the next night. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it <laughs> it's unfortunate because i take like they say one bad apple ruins the bunch <laughs> Yeah, so like that guy the, the security of next year is going to be off the charts and it's just a bonehead move the, I think the guy has something wrong with him they were saying like looking at some of his twitter posts or he's yeah. an interesting guy yeah. so um, yeah <laughs> just a yeah. S- stupid moronic idiotic thing to do thankfully Bret Hart was fine Natalia got taken down with yep. him yeah mm. But I think he got what he deserves. Davy Boy Smith Jr. and and Travis Brown, a U, an ex UFC fighter, yeah. kicked the living crap. Huh?
1: No, now wait a second, because just thought this, because Ronda's in the UFC. Do we? Is there a point where we see Travis Brown?
0: I wouldn't be, be surprised. Even. That could, that be, could a be a possibility. There's building, yeah. Conor McGregor's talking about it too. But
2: now, and, and you mentioned Conor McGregor. He's the kind of guy I look at Conor as. A Marty, mr P- a Marty, mr perfect in the sense that he could be a competitor, a commentator, or a manager, like Mr. Perfect was. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the only, only issue with Connor is his size. Um, he's what, five what, five ten on a good is, day? Is he yeah, like is <laughs> he buck fifty, maybe? Something like that, like, yeah. Yeah, He's got the name, he's got the mouth, the yeah. athleticism. But you you can't have him going over guys like That's Norman the problem Reigns. with Vince, you know. Like he's you know, too small. You know,
2: my, my big sweaty man. Oh, <laughs> my thigh, my mate.
0: Like, he always yeah, big. Yeah, like you can yeah. get away with it. But, like, even Daniel Bryan is probably a, a fair bit bigger than Conor McGregor.
2: And he's at least he's too small. And, and yeah, and Daniel Bryan's, what, 6 feet, 180. And he was still yeah, too yeah. small.
0: He'd be towering over yeah. Conor. Yeah, see, I wouldn't be surprised if Conor does it. I think Conor still has probably one or two ma- fights left in him in the mm-hmm. UFC. Um, but as far as after... Fighting, I think the WWE makes perfect sense for him. Absolutely, he's, he's, he's a perfect marketing tool. Uh, Vince has proven that he likes the UFC guys. He's done it before, uh, and even just to have like Conor McGregor as like a host of WrestleMania or something like that yeah. would make would make sense. Because
2: I think you put him on a broadcast. We put him on with. Uh, you, you mentioned as we were talking uh, privately, going back to a two-man two-man commentary team. Mm. What do you think I, about
0: uh, a mixed tag match at some point with Conor and Becky, the Irish? that'd be interesting okay, maybe mm-hmm. them versus you know who knows Charlotte and, and somebody
2: that'd be interesting oh, to
0: yeah. have or Ronda and Travis Brown or, or something right
2: that'd
0: have that certainly UFC be connection interesting. In there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah a full UFC match that'd be interesting to have
1: now a couple more things and we'll, we'll end it here uh, I want to talk quickly about AEW it's, it's coming up we, we see Cody Rhodes compiling a roster the roster looks pretty good we see all of a sudden Jim Ross is involved. We don't know in what capacity more yet. Backstage more backstage role there. I would assume backstage. Um, but man, this is shaping up to be something that I don't know what the WWE can be skewed about, but something they should definitely keep their eye on.
0: Yeah. Well, they they've got the backing. Tony Chad Khan, one of the richest families in the world. Uh, they have more money than Vince McMahon. More money than Ted Turner did, I think, back in the day. Yeah. So, they got the money to do it. They got the infrastructure. Guys like Cody, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, they got the knowledge. They know what they're doing as far as talent are concerned. And the biggest thing is they got the hype. They got the they motivation. Do. Yeah. Or sorry. They got the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The momentum mm-hmm. moving yeah, there forward. You go. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be huge for them. And they're the big show in, in, in the end of May in Las Vegas, Double or Nothing, sold out in. Under three minutes, something like crazy like that. So they prove right there that they can sell out an arena. Absolutely, 15,000 people. You know, they're saying there was 30,000 people waiting for tickets. So I think this the sky's the limit for these guys. It's comp all competition is good competition, and I am super excited for it because the WWE has gotten very stale. I'm not sure if you guys watched the Raw after WrestleMania, it was terrible. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, terrible, right. it was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a good alternative for for fans and for wrestlers another place for them to go, and I think it's it's nothing. But it's a,
1: it's a fresh, it, it's a new fresh brand, and that's what I think we need because yeah. WWE's just gotten, as you said, stale. On the last you one.
0: got a guy like Chris Jericho. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah, massive.
1: But AEW, I don't
2: I don't want AEW to, to TNA themselves in the sense of mm. you don't know who's in charge. Mm-hmm. I I still think that there should be an Cody's the president, and the only works of the vice president. You can't have five vice presidents. Yeah. There should be a hierarchy as to who's in charge in front of office.
0: Yeah, that's going to be the only issue, obviously, back in the day, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, those guys mm-hmm. kind of running the show, Yeah. with Eric Bischoff as kind of the puppet, which you don't want that to happen with Tony Khan, because Tony Khan is a fan himself, so he looks up to guys like Kenny Omega, the young bucks. So uh, Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: You, know, you don't want them kind of running around and having Tony, you know, following behind. But I think from what it sounds like, Tony's the guy, he's running the show, It's mm-hmm. his money, he's a smart guy, he's like the main analytic guy behind the Jaguar, he's the yeah, GM, I, I think, of the, He's the owner,
1: isn't you know? he? The that owner, owner. he's the, the
0: GM of Fulham FC, Yeah. yeah so he's a right. smart guy, he knows what he's doing, he knows how to make money, obviously, so I think it's it's a good concept, I think the issue is, you know, obviously coding the Bucks, you can't book yourself on top.
1: No, that no. no
0: no. Which is you're hard, not gonna he, main
1: event every match. Well,
0: let's say Kenny Omega, best wrestler in the world. How do you not book him on top? But yeah.
1: he's vice president as well too.
0: They so gotta yeah. find a way to yeah. do it. And
1: <laughs> book Kenny Omega. I learned a lot in his great initiative. because I'm a wrestler, but I didn't know Kenny Omega was Canadian. Yeah, from which, Winnipeg, which was really cool. So you know to to see a a Canadian thrive in a Japanese market over there and what he's doing is just it's absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. So. I want to end on this what we'll... Oh yeah, go, yes. ahead. It's go ahead
2: Before we And trivia as well too so we, we got did, a couple more things I do before. Want, to, man, before, I want to talk about this The fact that It is On April 15th Jackie Robinson Day On this day 72 years ago Jackie Robinson became The first black man To play in the modern era Of Major League Baseball yeah. For the Brooklyn Dodgers
1: Just incredible stuff
2: and that is a man where you, 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 you gotta remember when he broke into baseball back in the day. This would not be possible, two white guys and black guys sitting together doing a show. <laughs> it would not be possible. I'm not even joking. No, I'm not even kidding. You're
1: right. You are right. This and like, and uh, really paved the way for baseball yeah. in, in, all, you know, and in the grand scheme of things.
2: Yeah, this guy, if you, if you ever watched movie 42, it was a great look. as one of the more accurate um, Hollywood films in his life. It showed how back in the day they were concerned about pitching just throwing his head. Yeah. or you yeah. just get spiked intentionally or yeah. and their managers who went out and just called the n-word he had to fight through so much adversity
1: a lot of barriers for sure
2: and think about that you have to do all that yeah. mm-hmm. and not fight back to yeah. avoid being called oh look at that well blacks black tech control their anger yeah.
0: like yeah yeah 100 yeah yeah 100%. Got the, yeah, yeah. Uh, even you kind of circle that back to kofi kingston mm-hmm. the first True black world champion. Yeah. Like obviously um, Ron Simmons, WCW, mm-hmm. belt back in the day. But other than that, like Booker T. Well, WCW, the, Rock, WCW, right? the Rock, but yeah. half black.
2: He's still black. He's a black black.
0: Yeah, but I guess Kofi Kingston is probably the first true, you know, deserving, Yeah, I right? would say. the, the, the like WWE yeah. champion. Yeah, but yeah.
2: yeah and, and there are parallels. There are, there are very a lot of parallels in terms of baseball the barriers and wrestling barriers. Yeah. Like, yeah, great right point. They've been what? Four black men have held the biggest belt in the wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Everything's been around in this continent for over 100 years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: it's <laughs> weird. I, 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 want, <laughs> I want to end on this. He, he wasn't on last week. Um, give us your playoff predictions and uh, your cup final. Well,
0: obviously, the Blue Jackets are winning this family cup. Yeah,
1: everybody predicted that, right? Uh, <laughs> that's crazy.
0: Th- up 3 0. I know. Yeah, yeah, that's just absolutely nuts. Um,. <clears throat> I guess predictions, I'm uh, never really any good at those. You, you would think going into the playoffs, Tampa Bay would have been the team out of the East. Maybe not now. The Islanders <laughs> Islanders are looking pretty solid, mm. too. Um, out of the West, I think Winnipeg is probably still the team to beat. They're having a little bit of troubles yeah. with the Blues, but that's a good team. That's a playoff-built team. Uh, the Flames, I still, you know... I'm
1: not sold on that goal I'm not sold
0: on the planes. There's something about them. It's Mike Smith. Yeah. I'm not sold on that goal Predators, same thing. Not sure what's going on there. So. What's your
1: take on the Leafs? They won today. They're up 2-1.
0: They did. I think they should be able to get past Boston. But depending on who they run into in the the second round. They'll play mm-hmm. the
1: Washington, Carolina. Washington,
0: Carolina. So Washington's a good team. So I wouldn't be surprised if Washington makes it back to the cup final. That's, once again, a playoff-built team. Um, but yeah, I guess just for um, just for fun, I'll say the Jets, and we'll go out of the East. We'll go, we'll go the New York Islanders. Interesting. Winnipeg, yeah. New York. That'll be interesting. What do you oh.
1: got win the Cup then?
0: Uh, those two. We'll go, we'll go New York, Je- uh, sorry, New York Jets. We'll go yeah. Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> <Winnipeg. laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure, sure the had Jets will go to win. The head explodes
2: on air. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, we
1: we again we want to uh, he'll do the trivia real quick. I'm sorry, I'm jumping the guy all over the place here. All right, trivia question. So
2: again, dinner for two Halley's. Answer it, gang. we get a wrestling question. Kofi Kingston, of course, he has the whole gimmick of being from Jamaica, but he's not actually from Jamaica. He's not. Sorry, gang. So for dinner for two Halley's, where is Kofi Kingston actually from? What country? Where was he born in?
1: I know. Answer that. That should be easy. Easy. I can answer that right now. All three of us can answer it. You get a free dinner for two here at the beautiful Howie's Club. Again, thank you to our sponsor, Starlight Howies, Travel Gurus, as always. Episode 50 next week, and of course, a huge thank you to our boy, Mr. Vic Michaels, for coming on down. Uh, I'm sure he'll be, you know, he he always tunes in, so to have him in studio is always great, so thank you for coming on down.
0: Leo Rush.
1: Oh! Oh! Yeah! Oh! We're gonna end on this. No! 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 One more. That was a. That was. That was good. Uh, remember, Wheeling for Hope event, May thirty first, right here in this beautiful building. Uh, fundraiser for myself to get a power wheelchair. These two fine gentlemen beside me will be there. And if you haven't seen yet, the man of the hour. The man of the hour. The man, Leo Rush, did a special. Shout-out video to your boy. Uh, that, just incredible, incredible stuff. Again, thank you to Leah Rush. If you haven't seen that, check out the Facebook Instagram page uh, for that. Again, Wheeling for Hope, www.wheelingforhope.com. For more information or contact Stephanie Howie for more details. Again, thank you all so much. We'll see you May 31st. But most importantly, we'll see you next, next week, 8 o'clock, episode 50.
2: It's been too sweet. Too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>